about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Park. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the Gospel of Luke to begin with. Luke chapter 4, beginning at verse 16. So he came to Nazareth when he had been brought up, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him, And he began to say to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is this not Joseph's son? Verses 16 to 22, Luke chapter 7. Then looking in the book of Psalms, Psalm 100, beginning at verse 1. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people. And the sheep of his pasture enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. All of Psalm 100. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the fact that you are King of kings and Lord of lords. You are Messiah. You came into the world to save us, to make us brand new. You came to set the captives free. You called us and you call we, your church, to be your hands and feet in the world, vessels of compassion to both share the gospel and to show the world what your wonderful love, grace, mercy, and compassion looks like. Lord, anoint us afresh to be faithful ambassadors that are daily about your business, doing just what you've called us to do. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. Rick is going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, we're so thankful that we can join the psalmist in saying that you are our hiding place, that you preserve us from trouble. You surround us with songs of deliverance. What a kind God you are, Father, to watch over us, to protect us, that we have a hope beyond this world, that we will leave this sinful earth one day and lay our sinful ways behind and and be able to worship you perfectly, to lift high your name in a perfect way. We look forward to to seeing you face-to-face, Father, and we're thankful for the confidence we have day by day here on this earth that you will watch over us, that you will be near to us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. We're very blessed and honored to have with us once again Haley Chapin, of the Transformation Garden, a ministry that's doing a very special work in our community and in our state. And we have another special guest. I'm just going to say her first name for now, Bree. But uh, Haley's going to tell our listeners again about 
what the mission and the work of the Transformation Garden is about, as well as introduce the guest, our second guest as well. Haley? Good morning. Good to have you once again. It's great to be back. And if you'll take time again to share about what just exactly the Transformation Garden is, what it does, its mission, and uh, then you're going to introduce our special guest that came with you today as well. Sure. So the Transformation Garden is a um, safe haven for women who have suffered um, the trauma of being sex trafficked. We accept residents into our facility um, in different stages of care and need. They can come in in kind of the crisis mode or the emergency stage directly out of their trafficking situation or, um, you know, trauma that they've just gone through. We also accept ladies who maybe have gone through a recovery program of some sort and then need some long-term assistance and care um, for healing related to the trauma of trafficking. So we accept ladies, you know, in that stage as well as long as long-term. So our program's 18 to 24 months um, where they can come and just get that healing that they need so that they can get a new start on life. Okay, so if someone wants to get in touch with to learn more about the Transformation Garden or if they'd like to just become a prayer partner or if they want to give financially, how could they get in touch with you to do that? There's a few ways. Um, We can be contacted through our website. We are at transformationgarden.net. There's a contact us option on there where you can just fill it out and we'll give you a call back. You can email us at transformationgarden.net at gmail.com. Same name, just at gmail.com. They can email us there. They can give us a phone call um, through our um, church, which is um, 662-255-7503, and contact us that way as well. All right. Okay. Well, in just a moment, uh, Haley, I want to ask if you um, will pray for our listeners. Now, before I ask you to do that, though, what I want to mention is, you know, there are a lot of people in our culture who might think to themselves, well, um, you know, the problem of human and sex trafficking. Uh, I saw a movie once about that called Taken, and it was interesting, but I'm glad it doesn't happen in our country. How would you respond to that statement? It does happen in our country. Um, however, that is not the most common ways in which trafficking happens in our country. So it's not that it doesn't, but it's, you know, less than 5% of cases um, are a snatch-and-grab type of situation like is portrayed in the movie Taken. Well, you know, something I would I want to say to every single listener, a huge need in our culture is for believers to educate yourself about this because the reality is it happens in all communities, sadly. Uh, some people in the rural communities may think, well, that's a big city problem. It's a problem in most any community in any state. And so educating yourself in the church, taking the initiative to become much more educated about how widespread it is, what it looks like, and how you can help to address it is an important goal. So, Haley, would you pray for listeners to really have ears to hear all the Lord would say to them through the broadcast today? Amen. Yes. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning, Father, we're just again asking that our words would be the words that you would want us to speak, Father, um, going forward in this next hour. Father, be with those that are listening If you are calling them and drawing them into this ministry and placing that in them, Father, I pray that this would just um, add fuel to that, Father, and that um, you would give them wisdom and discernment on what it is that they are to do, Father, um, in this ministry. It is vast, and 
the needs or many fathers to just, again, raise up those you would have to pour into this ministry, into the lives of these ladies, and to combat this problem that we're seeing. Father, we just place those needs in your hand, and we know that you are faithful, Father, to send those workers that... um, that need to come into the field. So, Father, thank you again for that, and we just lift your name high this morning as we move forward. It's in your Son's name I pray. Amen. And, Father, to thank you for uh, the ministry of Transformation Garden, and thank you, Lord, for many other ministries and others that you're even raising up as we speak, ministries that help to vary in, a, in, in love and in grace, passionately address this issue, expressing your heart, your desire to see these precious individuals saved and rescued out of this tragic, these tragic life and lifestyles. Lord, stir us as the church to become passionate about what you're passionate about, which includes helping to address these sad realities in our culture. Lord, thank you for the opportunity for us to learn more about how to do just that. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Haley, again, we're grateful to have you and Bree. And I'm going to ask if you'll take time just to introduce Bree, our guest. And uh, we're going to hear from Bree shortly in just a few moments. I sure will. So this is Bree. She is uh, one of our residents at the garden. And we are very excited to have her here this morning. Bree is a lady who I have had the joy and privilege of getting to know um, over this time she's been with us, and she has taught me way more than I've taught her. So I am excited for you to be able to um, just kind of talk to her this morning, for her to be able to share with you guys, um, and it will be a joy and a privilege for sure. Well, you know, I want to just mention this before Bree jumps in, too. I, I, my wife, Bertie, and I had the privilege of being at an event that you all had and heard um, Bree, as, along with one or two other young ladies, to share a, her powerful testimony. And thank God for uh, individuals like Bree that are courageous enough to share, because for many people, they have little or no idea about the, this kind of tragedy that happens in our culture. And so I think people will be blessed and, and encouraged as they hear, uh, again, what God has brought Bree through. Yeah. And that we serve a God that's so big. Yes. He can help us through all sorts of storms in our lives. So, Bree, great to have you. Thank you. Okay, so just start wherever. Okay. Wherever in your story you'd like to share. Okay. Yeah. Um, childhood, atheist mom, um, did not know anything about God. I was as far from sheltered as you could get. I was forced to grow up very young. Um, ended up being in some gang activity by 12, uh, molestation by a family member at five. Um, just there's a lot of heartache. Um, I went to church a few times, was made fun of for it by my mother, asking me, what did you find, Jesus? Just very... It was very frowned upon in my family, um, but I always, for whatever reason, through all the the mess, I I did always manage to go to youth group or something here and there. I'd be able to go through to it, which was pretty cool. Now looking back at it, just how God was working. Um, I moved in with my father at thirteen. At that point, I had already tried meth i'd already been smoking pot regularly drinking um the gang stuff that i was dealing with in the other state um 
just he had his hands full to say the least um I managed to get through high school um went through high school then I had two children I didn't as I, I kept my nose clean for the most part I wasn't getting too crazy there for a little while anyways um that didn't last I, by the time I was, I had my son at 25, that's my second one, I had my first one at 21, by 28, I had another baby, I went, I put myself into rehab, actually, Um, I became addicted to um, opiates, and I put myself in there, and at that point, uh, I found out I was pregnant further along. I went and got back into the drugs and stuff. But um, anyways, I met a woman in rehab. Her name was Christina. And she was a very, a very blessed person. I can't explain it. Just she was anointed all over when I met her. She just shined Jesus. And um, the way she prayed, it, it, it sparked some interest for me. Um, I'm in a 30-day program, and yet somehow I said, I want to go to church, and we're able to go to church that night, and just very God-working, and right as soon as I was getting out of the stuff. And I I really looked up to her. I was in a, the program with her for three months, and she was my roommate, and I didn't see her again for quite a while. But um, she planted the seed for me, for mm. sure. Um. When she planted that seed, I had no idea for what. Um, that's when everything started about, I'd say, within the year after everything just went a little crazy, you know. Okay, Bree, we're going to uh, jump in here coming up on yep. a break, and we'll pick up right there on the other side. All right. Our in-studio guests today are Bree and Haley from the Transformation Garden. We'll be right back.
of the group Mosaic with the song Tremble. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, beginning at verse uh, 20, verse 25, it tells us these words. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You've answered rightly. Do this, and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, He who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. Father, thank you, Lord, for the fact that you've called us as individual believers. You've called us as a church again, to be your hands and feet in the world. Lord, help us to recognize that we live in a world that's full of need, a world where there are needs that come from all directions very fast. Lord, stir us to recognize that you're calling us as your church to be all hands on deck. You have work for every single one of us to do. Help us to recognize, Lord, that you're calling us all to be prayer warriors, and also individuals who are, who are willing to say, yes, Lord, whatever you're calling us to do, you're calling many to become intercessors for ministries like Transformation Garden. You're calling some to help to start ministries like Transformation Garden in other communities and other places. You're calling many to be volunteers to help. You're calling others to help financially, but stir us as the church to recognize this is not a time for any one of us to be sitting on the sidelines. Stir us, Lord, to get in, get out on the field, and do all you've called us to do individually and collectively. We thank you, and we praise you in Jesus' name. We do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. We have two guests from the Transformation Garden today. Uh, Haley is with us and Bree. And before Bree comes back to continue her testimony, Haley was going to share some things with us. Okay. I thought um, when Bree was sharing her story how important it is for us that are a part of a faith family to realize that we get those opportunities sometimes when young people come and join in our worship services um, for a small season sometimes, a short season, but we have that opportunity. Are we stewarding those opportunities well? Sometimes graciously someone will invite a person to church and say, hey, come go to church and let me come pick you up. And they bring them in and They've come out of a very, a very difficult situation, even though the people in the church may know little or nothing about it. 
Yes. And I, with my own experience, I don't want to, you know, talk ill of the church, but I have seen where sometimes these troubled youth can come to us and that's how they're viewed. We have to watch them. Let's make sure they don't steal something. Let's be sure our children, you know, don't get exposed, whatever maybe our, you know, very ungodly attitude is towards them instead of seeing that as an opportunity to pour life and truth and light into you know a maybe a troubled youth that comes in that's got harder things in their past and you know currently in situations that are dangerous for them are we stewarding those opportunities well what's our vision when we see them you know for how we can impact them because I do have the privilege of knowing parts of Bree's story and I know Mm -hmm. that there was a lady who stewarded that opportunity well for her during that time so I was thinking and thanking God for her and that mm. part of her testimony that Bree has in her life. So it's just an encouragement to, to those of us who are part of church, who are part of a faith family, steward those opportunities well, maybe take a new a new um, look at those that um, come into, you know, our worship service that may be, you know, struggling and, and having a harder time. Ministry is all the time. All the time. It's all the time. Mm-hmm. So would you pray about that? Absolutely. Please. Heavenly Father, I come to you with gratitude in my heart, Father, for this lady who I don't even know her name, Father, but who stewarded that opportunity well, who came before your throne for Bree during that time when um, when she needed somebody to, Father, and I believe that, that that prayer helped protect her along the way, so I just thank you for her. Just bless her. You know her name. You know where she is today, and so just, Father, bless her in a special way, and Father, give us those same eyes that we are can see the ministry work that can be done in front of us instead of maybe all the tasks that we thought we needed to do for the day. Father, just kind of get us out of our routine and help us to have better eyes to see, Father, so we can see the way that you do. Father, and again, just steward those opportunities well to pour life and light in your truth into those individuals, whether they are young or old. Father, so just open up our eyes so that we may see. It's in your son's name I pray. And Haley, again, if someone wants to get in touch with the Transformation Garden, tell them again how they can do that can go to the contact page at transformationgarden.net and fill that out and we will reach back out or they can email us directly at transformationgarden.net at gmail.com all right okay Bree. before i interrupted you me in the break i want to let you just jump right back in where you left off okay um i do want to backtrack a little bit when she was speaking of the woman that prayed for me when i was 12 i was going through um horrible abuse for my stepfather physically and I went to church and a woman that was one of my really good friends moms was the um, pastor there and she asked me if she could pray for me because she knew that I was troubled and she didn't know exactly what was about and I just broke down and told her she prayed for me to be protected and for God to help me in my situation and the very next morning my stepdad and I got into a huge fight and um, it was bad. We fought like grown men, you know, and I was 13. And the next morning when we got into that fight, I had a card that I kept with me that was sent to me on my birthday. I'd hold, I had held it for like seven months at this point. I kept it in my backpack. And my mom had told me I had to get out of the house and I wasn't welcome there anymore. And I've got a busted lip and black eye and the whole nine yards, you know. And um, I went to my friend's house. And I called that phone number that I'd wrote down on the card 
And my grandmother answered, who left me a check, and I wrote the number from the check onto the card and then just held the card and guarded it for dear life. And sure enough, my aunt happened to be in town in Texas where I was at in a totally in, in about 20 minutes from where I was. And, you know, they were clear across, you know, they were in Tennessee, and she just happened to visit her friend from high school and was there at that point. And she picked me up and drove me across states and brought me home to my dad. And that's how mm-hmm. I saw him for the first time since I was eight. So it was a huge thing for me. Um, that's when I think that one of the first times I really saw God work immediately. And um, I know that was from her prayer. And that that planted something inside of me where I knew people could tell me that there wasn't, but I tasted it. And, <laughs> you know, I knew that there, there was something greater than me and someone greater than me that, you know, loved me. So you had a birthday card your grandmother had given you. Yes. And you wrote her phone number down. Yes, from the check. Used the money. Had her phone number. Um, written I never down. got the money from oh, her, but man. yeah, <laughs> I still wrote the number down. <laughs> Very good. And then, so you go to church one night, and this pastor's wife prays mm-hmm. for protection over you. Yes. And mm-hmm. the next day, when you needed it, yes. your aunt from multiple states away yes. happened to be twenty yes. minutes from you. Yes. Um, and was able to pick you up and get you to a safer place. Yes. Amen. Praise God. God. That's powerful. That's powerful. Bree, I want to ask, would you take a moment to pray for uh, someone or persons listening who are in a similar situation right now, and they just need Jesus to help them? Would you pray for those persons? Lord, I lift up the women to you that that are still in bondage, God. I ask that you give them the hand up that you gave me. Lord, I thank you so much for all that you've been doing in my life, and I know you'll do it in others. God, you've been so good to me, and I just want them to taste your goodness as well. Lord, please let them know that they are not too far gone, and they are not a wasted case. They are not a hopeless case. They, they, are, the, they are your children, God. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And so, so you you've made it to your dad's home now at this point. Then yes. The story then. Yes. Okay. So then, there's a, I had a lot of drug addiction. Um, I had a lot of trauma. I did not deal with. I did not know how to deal with. I've had, um, you know, I've been sent to different psyche, you know, psychiatrists and psychologists, and they've thrown pills down my throat and given me all these different names of what was wrong with me. And again, little did I know I needed God. I needed Jesus in my life. Um, I struggled with the addiction for years and years and years. Um, after I had my two kids and, you know, I went to the rehab and everything, and I met that woman, Christina, and she just, I, I, there was power in her prayer. There was there was a, a comfort of Jesus that I saw that I didn't understand, but I wanted. Um, so anyways, I ended up being pregnant. Um, are getting pregnant. Didn't know I was during the rehab stuff. I thought I was going through detox, was sick and all that. Then when I, I went back out there a few months later and I was way further along pregnant wise than I'd realized because I'd taken a test when I got to the rehab and everything, it was negative. And um, I had a baby born addicted. I had a baby born addicted to opiates and um, I gave him up for adoption to my ex's family, one of his family members, where I knew he would be completely taken care of and not want or need for anything. 
Um, I didn't want to bring another baby into my chaos. I didn't think it was right or fair to do that. Um, I wasn't prepared in any way. I wasn't prepared for my two that I had already, just in the place that I was at, where I had had so much trauma happen to me. And I just constantly I tried to shove drugs down my throat or in my veins, however, at the moment. And um, after I had the baby, I did, um, I started IV use. And everything really just, when I say it spiraled, it spiraled so fast for me. Um, I always dabbled, I I dabbled for quite a while in just illegal stuff, um, money-wise, you know, whatever to make a buck. I wasn't really, I didn't really sell myself, but I knew girls that did at that point. Um, It did not take long after that. Um, I had a guy try to attack me like two weeks after I had the baby. I had a guy try to attack me in an alley and um, he tried to sexually attack me and um, I did have a knife and um, he ended up, uh, I did a lot of damage to him, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. It was pretty crazy, but I hope that he just, you know, I hope he finds his way where I am. I do. Um, But it, it, it started like the trauma started happening and I had that happen with this guy. I lost the baby. I started using IV drugs. Then with, before you know it, the drug dealers are wanting to make deals with me and, and I owe for money. And, um, next thing you know, I'm on the market pretty much. And, um, then I started staying in hotel rooms and the hotel rooms cost money. So then the guys are offering to pay for your room, but then you have to exchange yourself in order to get the room, but then you've got to get the drugs to get the job done. And it just turned into this horrible mess. And Bree, that's something we've talked about in the home was um, one of the tactics that the traffickers or the abusers do is they give more than you asked for. Absolutely. And then they expect the return in Trick the and sex. Trap. Yeah, that's right. Yes, and so that is something that I've learned along the way in listening mm-hmm. to their stories. Yeah. So next thing you know, with that, I am, I'm, I'm in it. At this point, I've lost my kids. Um. Then my, I, I had a blood clot from the third baby that I had, and in my leg which I found out about, and I ended up having to go to the hospital. Um, the blood clot had gone through um, into my, um, and through the heart valve into the lungs, and I went two weeks not knowing that's what it was. I wasn't even getting high at this point. I was so sick. I thought I had the flu. Um, next thing you know, I'm in the hospital for six months. We're coming up on a break, Bree, and we'll pick up right there on the other side. Our in-studio guests today are Haley and Bree from Transformation Garden. We'll be right back. The God I serve knows only how to triumph 
music from Elevation Worship with Sea of Victory. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're privileged to have in studio today Haley and Bree from the Ministry Transformation Garden, and Bree's sharing her powerful testimony. Bree, if you'll just pick up where you left off there. I'm sure. So uh, I was in the hospital, and I was in there about six months. Um, at one point, I had so many blood infections, and my organs were shutting down and all this because of the um, blood clot dispersing, um, along with some other infections. It was pretty bad. Um, I ended up having everything shutting down, and I remember waking up thinking I had angels around my bed. And this is another time that interceding prayer really just saved my life. Did you know the Lord at this point, Bree, or never? I t- no, I, I never gave my life to Christ. I did not understand fully. Mm. I knew, I, I heard what happened, but nobody really just sat down and broke it down and for shared me. the gospel. Exactly. Mm. That didn't happen until I got to the garden. Mm. So um, I woke up and there, I thought I had angels around my bed. And um, it was the chaplain, and they were praying for me. Um, I was not given much time at this point. Everything was shutting down. And the next day I woke up and everything started coming back. Um, Other than the heart valve, which I had to have replaced, but my organs, my liver function, uh, my enzymes were back to normal. My creatinine level went down. Everything just started leveling out. And I know, I know that I know that was God. That Mm -hmm. was God saying not yet, not, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I didn't realize I didn't ever understand why until I got to the garden as well, I believe. Um, so um, after that, my grandmother passed away, who I was very close with. Um, then I ended up going, even after fresh out of heart surgery and all that, uh, again, I did not know how to cope. Um, I knew how to run, and I knew how to get high, and... That those were my coping mechanisms, not to face whatever it was I'd done and to just run from it, to just run as fast as I could and go as hard as I could. And that's mm-hmm. what I did. Um, in that process, I ended up being in some pretty bad situations. Um, at one point, I was um, held against my, my will, um, drugged, held against my will. Um, some horrible things happened. Um you know, I, I've got scars all over me from cigarette burns and meth pipe burns and, like, just, you know, pretty rough. Um, after that, and, and that's another point where God was right there. and um, So you clearly saw God as you look back. As I look back now. You see where God I see time where and time I was again. in a meth house and everyone was asleep and I got out. Mm. You, <laughs> you, did, you know what I, yeah he just shut that <laughs> whole house God. down you know mm-hmm. and I, I truly believe I didn't see it as th- that as then you know mm-hmm. I got into a horrible car accident and um, we wrecked into a tree after people were trying to shoot at us and we're in the tree and uh, it was right above a body of water and we managed to make it through and I know that was God God mm-hmm. you know God put that tree there for the car to be caught you know it just uh, um through all that trauma, I, it took me, you know, quite a few years to really um, get settled down. I tried to settle down with a guy. Did not work. Um, I was put into one of those situations where I thought it was um, getting me out of something. And he ended up, I owed him for a hotel room. And then I owed him for drugs. And I was in a huge debt once again. 
So then I tried to leave him and went with this other guy who was trying to save me out of it, out of this pimp situation. And he ended up telling me, you know, this is when I moved from being trafficked to a trafficker at one point um, where there were four other girls in another bedroom. And he wanted me to start taking care of them, which meant I didn't have to sell myself, but I had to help with them. So then um, I, I, I just I became really calloused. I did. Um, I felt that I was untouchable in some ways, and that was far from it. And not not so much untouchable because I definitely, I, I you know, I can't explain it. It was just an arrogance that came mm. with all of that. I was so blinded by sin. So many different sides to the I, tragic world yes. of trafficking that people can get caught up in, oh my pulled goodness, into, yes. trapped into. I'd mm. been in jail before, and um, for something very simple, a hundred dollar thing to get me out, nothing big. And I actually had a bondsman pull me out and. He became, he tried to traffic me as well, had an RV <laughs> that he was wanting to sell me out of. And I don't have any kind of charges, sexual tr- charges of any kind. He had no idea that mm-hmm. I did anything like that. Mm-hmm. He just saw my mugshot and got me out and said, hey, you owe me. So you didn't reach out to him. You no, didn't know him ahead of time. I didn't know him from Adam. Did not know him. He just targeted you yes. because you were in a vulnerable state. Yes. And so he he bailed you out. Right. And then trafficked you himself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, I mean, like, it's it's everywhere, and it's in so many different ways. People think that it's just snatch and grab, and that's not it. That's not it at all. I've seen mothers sell their daughters. I've seen so many different things. Just, it's horrible. So how did you end up at Transformation Garden then? Well, (laughs) yes, I ended up, um, the man that got me out of that situation ended up um, killing the boyfriend that I had, and um, I was shot. Um. The bullet missed missed all my internal organs, um, got me through the arm and in the back. And next thing you know, I uh, was in the hospital and a woman walks into the hospital room and it was Christina, my um, roommate that I had in rehab many years before that. And the woman that I looked up to that... Um, Brought, had God, something. God yes. brought her back. Yes, God brought her back because <laughs> there weren't many I was going to listen to at that point in my life. I was stripped of everything. Mm-hmm. Everything I owned was in evidence, and here she comes, and she says, we've been watching you. Mm-hmm. She's now an advocate, and um, she pulls girls out of sex trafficking situations. Mm-hmm. And Praise God. They'd been watching me for a few months, but they couldn't get me out because of all the drug stuff that the guy was involved in. Mm-hmm. So she apologized for not getting me out sooner and hated that I was hurt, but she ended up getting me into a drug rehab um, out of state. And then after that, they... Um, she spoke with somebody at Transformation Garden, which was Haley, and I spoke with her while I was in rehab. And um, I've been there almost a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been about a year since I've been shot and everything. In a couple weeks, it'll be a year. Um, this place has literally given me new eyes. Um, I did not realize that I, I had any worth at this point other than what somebody would pay me for. I did not know. I did not know the love of God. I did not know the love of Jesus. I did not know that his blood covered every sin that I ever, ever did and ever will do. Um, If it weren't for the garden, I wouldn't have been able to heal physically, Mm -hmm. mentally. I wouldn't have been able to heal emotionally. Could you really tell us the point at which you came to know Christ? Tell, Tell us about that. Um, the point I came to know Christ, I was at church, and I had at the anchor, 
And I had this overwhelming feeling. I just read. I've just been I've been soaking up Jesus, reading, 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 but I didn't feel him yet, truly. Mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling for a little while. This was soon after you yes, had arrived. Yes. Okay. And I think all of the knowledge and all just everything hit me at once. And I mean, when I tell you I lost it, I absolutely lost it. I didn't know what was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. I was hot. And I couldn't breathe hardly, and I thought I was having a panic attack. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking one of the people there, like, "Am I okay?" And um, I, I accepted, I accepted Jesus truly, not just saying it fully in my heart. I knew that I was forgiven, and I was, I was blood bought. Mm-hmm. You know, um, all the seeds that have been planted the over seeds, the years, yes, came to fruition in that day absolutely. at church. Yes, Praise absolutely. God. Uh, yes, uh, the people there at the church and at the garden, um, I don't know what I'd do without them, honestly. I, I look in the mirror and I don't hang my head low. So, mm. Bree, that's such a powerful, powerful journey and testimony that you shared. And praise God for the fact that, you know, again, you did come to know the Lord at the Transformation Garden. Yes. And, you know, in, in the truest sense of the word, uh, in a sense, you can say everyone's life really is a tragedy before they come to know Christ. Absolutely. Yet some people go through a lot more storms than others. Yeah. And God has brought you through many, many storms. I believe that's to help others because mm-hmm. I've seen so many different sides that I know that my calling is to get women out of these situations. Mm-hmm. And I do plan on being right there as an advocate now Amen. and doing the same thing. I want to ask, our time is almost gone. Yes. Whatever's on your heart to pray for again for, again, persons that may yes. be listening that have, are in or about yes. to come out, but also people that need to get involved in helping. Yes. Too. Okay. Dear Lord, I just come to you with a grateful heart. Thank you. Lord, I thank you so much just for people being interested and knowing and, you know, learning about all the different aspects of the trafficking life. Lord, Lord, I ask that you protect the women that are there that are yours, Lord. I ask that Amen. you bring them out of this storm, Lord. I ask that you bring many more hands into it to pull them out, God. I know there are so many people that can help, Lord, whether that's financially, whether that's with prayers. Lord, I know that you are so good, God. I thank thank you you so much, God. Lord, please just be there with those other girls. Let them know that they're not not ones to be swept under the rug, God, that they're not just... They don't have a price tag on them, God, that they're more precious than any jewel there is, Lord, that they they are your children, God. Lord, I thank you. I thank you so much for this opportunity, Lord, and I hope that people really learned something, God, and maybe opened your hearts up a little bit to to what exactly it really is. In Jesus' name, amen. And Father, too, thank you for Bree. Thank you for Haley. Thank you for all those that make up the wonderful ministry uh, staff, ministry staff at the Transformation Garden. Thank you, Lord, for so many other ministries similar to Transformation Garden that you've raised up. And Lord, thank you for every believer listening right now that you're speaking to who you're calling them so many to get involved as well. Lord, help them to be wide open to you with a yes, Lord, attitude to be willing to say, Lord, here I am, send me to help. Help us, Lord, to recognize the problem is a huge problem, yet you're big enough to help answer the problem, and you desire to use your church to do it. Lord, help us all 
to approach you with a yes, Lord, attitude. Here I am. I'm willing to do whatever you're calling me to do. Thank you for the chance for us to be your vessels, your hands and feet in this world. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 Again, our in-studio guests today have been Haley and Bree from Transformation Garden, a wonderful ministry that is working to address the tragedy of human trafficking. Uh, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never invited Jesus Christ to come into your heart as the Lord and Savior of your life, Jesus really is the answer to all of the world's problems. If you'd like to make that step to invite him into your life today, would you simply, from your heart, pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into the world a long, long time ago. You lived, you died on the cross to pay for all the wrong things I've ever done. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and I've done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrongs I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, right now, today, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much would like to be in touch with you. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and information that will help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Please, please be sure and get in touch with us again. Joseph at afr.net. We look forward to hearing from you. Haley and Bree, thank you all again so much for being with us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. And share one more time if they want to get in touch with Transformation Garden. Haley, how can they do that? Email is transformationgarden.net at gmail.com or go to our website at transformationgarden.net and fill out the contact page. All right. Thank you so much. And please pray much for the ministry of Transformation Garden and pray also that God will raise up many more ministries like it to do this wonderful work. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.